0: Older workers should face sharp increases in PRSI now in order to fund their retirement and defuse a looming pensions time bomb. That's according to the Irish Fiscal Advisory Council. In the wake of new census data showing that the country's growing population is getting older, Sebastian Barnes, the chair of Ireland's fiscal watchdog, said large tax increases now would avoid having to levy even larger ones in the future on a smaller working population. Now, to decide whether or not this is good, advice. I'm joined by two people, Research Officer with SIP2, Michael Taft, and Chartered Accountant and Economics Commentator with the Sunday Times, Cormac Lucy. Good morning and welcome to you both. Um, Michael, I'll come to you in a moment, but first of all, Cormac, is is he right? Is Simon Barnes right that this is the way to go?
1: Well, he's right that there's a huge looming problem with uh, public pensions. I'm not sure he's right that this is the way to go. Uh, the, the, The The problem is that the public pension schemes are not run like those in the private sector. So if you're in the private sector and you make a pension contribution, it gets invested, it should build up returns that should be there for you when you later retire, and you fund your pension payments out of those funds. With the PRI system and the public sector pension schemes, they're both operated on effectively Ponzi scheme economics, where people contributing today, that money goes directly to funding the pension payments to pensioners who finished work maybe 10, 20, 30 years ago. And that system can function as long as the the demographic won't change very much. But the problem both of those schemes are facing now is that we're getting a rapidly older population. So people will be drawing their pensions for much longer than before. And the, the, the workforce may actually be declining. So there so there'll be relatively far fewer contributors compared to far more Uh,
0: Just just to remind people about a Ponzi scheme, the idea that Bernie Madoff famously running, the biggest one probably ever, is that uh, you promise returns to people and uh, you give them those returns while you're recruiting new people to make investments. (laughs) And once that flow of new people who are fools uh, dries up, then you can't pay the investors anymore and the whole thing collapses. So you're saying that our pension scheme is really a bit like Bernie Madoff?
1: yeah and, and there are two fundamental problems with what Sebastian Barnes is saying. The first is uh, i 'm not sure that what he suggests would would even would be nearly enough to plug the gap uh The second is tax cuts. We saw you know riots in the streets in France when he saw tr when, when they Rate, pension age to a level far below what we have already. So this is a complete hot potato. And one of the reasons the problem is so big is precisely because it's such a hot potato and politicians are reluctant to get yeah. their hands singed.
0: Does it need uh, something like uh, Slauncher Care, where you got all-party agreement uh, about the direction of travel for the health service, that you really need to get everybody in, from the left, from the right, from the middle, all to agree, this is a problem. It's one that no matter who's in government, they're going to have to sort out and therefore we should get together on it rather than be sniping from either the front benches or the back benches about it.
1: That would help. But just, I'll just give you a simple idea of the scale of the problem. There's a lot of fixation on the national debt. It is 76% of our national annual national output. If you add in the latest measures of the unfunded public sector pensions, that national debt goes from 76% of annual output to 26%. So the scale of this is absolutely vast, and the remedies, therefore, are going to be deeply painful. So it would be a great political achievement if what you suggest could be done, but the fact that whatever remedies are proposed are going to be so painful makes it unlikely.
0: Okay, so politically unpalatable, maybe politically impossible, uh, Cormac, uh, Michael Taft, research officer with SIP two. Uh, what do you say
2: uh, regarding the uh, increase on older workers, uh, specifically older workers, to fund their pension? Uh, uh, to fund their pensions, uh, we, we would be uh, we would be opposed to that. There's no other system in Europe, with the exception of one, Finland, where there's an increase on older workers, uh, to fund, uh, fund their pensions. But then Finland has a very generous pension, uh, state pension system. Uh, so there's three, there's three aspects to this. One thing we do know, PRSI rates are going to have to increase. Everyone accepts that. Secondly, what we don't know is, uh, uh, how much, by how much and the f- level of phasing in because we do not have a robust set of projections for the social insurance fund. And thirdly, we don't know what the, the net cost of uh, pensions are uh, to the government. That is, pensions after taxation. So there's a lot of information deficit uh, 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 there that we have to fill before we can start a process of creating a consent over over pension sustainability. Now, if I may just say, I mean the 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 comparison with Bernie Madoff is as uh, 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 well. It's pretty outrageous. I mean, we operate a pay-as-you-go system. Every other European country operates a pay-as-you-go system, and it's based on the principle of intergenerational solidarity. I pay in, uh, throughout my lifetime, PRSI contributions that fund pensioners. When I become a pensioner, then the people who are working fund that, and it goes through the generations. There's no, uh, uh, you know, there's no scam, there's no grift, as long as we have the right projections to ensure that the social insurance fund, and that's the fund out of which contributory pay- pensions are paid okay, but, but uh, don't, but Michael, uh, don't
0: you have a hold Michael uh, you know you've got people in the public service some of whom have great pensions now not everyone has because it often depends on your basic income and if you don't have a great basic income your pension will reflect that but there are many people with gold plated pensions you know if you're a civil servant for example you get 50% of the, uh, the of your salary as a pension if you die your surviving partner gets half that again and so on they're they're really you know, brilliant pensions. Uh, And yet that is all paid out of current account. If you're in the private sector and you have to fund exactly the same thing, it would be unaffordable for most people, I would imagine. But the way it would be done in any event would be an investment that would grow over time. So, you know, we're not even making proper provision. The social insurance fund is not a fund at all. It's It's a book entry, is it not?
2: No, is it no it is a fund because no but it doesn't exist. Uh, people, you know,
0: there's no yes, big pot does. of money it, it, that is accruing interest that is being invested in you know, infrastructural development or international on um, the international stock exchange. We're not doing that.
2: No, because it's a pay-as-you-go system, but it is an actual fund, and we can actually finance that fund. We can separate it out. In fact, one of the recommendations that the Pension Commission had, and it's worth, it's worth examining, is that you have within the Social Insurance Fund a special uh, pension insurance fund so that we can track how, you know, how much is going in and how much is going out. But Michael, it's, not, it's, not, it it's, it's it.
0: not a fund. It is in current account. It goes into current account. It's paid out of current account. A fund is something that, you know, is in the corner there. You pile money into it. It works away quietly. It earns money. And in time, it pays you a dividend. That's what a fund is. This is a name for a ledger entry. That's all.
2: well okay we can call it a name we can call it whatever it's a social insurance fund in so far as it's based on pay as you go which is the same system that uh, every other European country uses it's not an issue there it's not an issue here if you want to talk about pre-funded systems then you're talking about say something like auto enrollment which would be pre-funded and which would exist you know integrated into uh, uh, the uh, state pension but in terms of I mean, let's talk about the public sector pensions for a moment Uh, okay you can say that there's some are gold-plated. Very few. I mean, there's gold-plated pensions in the private sector. But here's the point. Uh, the Department of Finance actually projected the cost specifically of public sector uh, pensions. And as a percentage of national income, they don't increase out to 2050. They don't increase because, one, the system is going to change to average earnings. And secondly, uh, we're generating enough national income to keep it at that level. So we're not... The public sector pensions is not part of the issue here. It is the contributory pension which is the issue and what I pointed out is we don't even have a robust projection of whether we can pay for this out of the social insurance fund we have considerable deficits uh, and to say that a pay-as-you-go system is a Ponzi scheme it's just, it's just
0: okay, not, it's not correct Cormac, it's not a Ponzi scheme every other country bar Finland has a pay-as-you-go scheme everything, everyone's paying everything out of current account It's
1: a polite public sector fiction across Europe which allows governments and more importantly, their civil servants to pretend that this is permissible and okay. If this were operated in the private sector, the operators would face imprisonment. So, to, to sort of say pay as you go, to have a nice sticker you just put on what is generational, an intergenerational obscenity, it, it's wrong. And by the way, we, we do, this is the public sector scheme is a problem. They're, in fairness to the EU, they have forced governments now to quantify the scale of the whole. And the most recent uh, size quantification of the Irish public sector pension liability unfunded was 150 billion for 2018. Uh, so we're talking vast amounts, even if we're just looking at the public sector, never mind the main issue, which is the, the PRSI scheme.
0: OK, so 150 billion is the liability.
1: Yeah, and it's three hundred and thirty-five billion, is the most recent estimate carried out by KPMG of the PRSI scheme deficit, and that was as of two thousand and fifteen. It's likely, in my opinion, that in the intervening years these deficits have got larger rather than smaller.
0: Yeah, um, the solution obviously is to fund it or reduce the payout.
1: Yeah, or to extend the the age at which people qualify for pensions. Or to give incentives to people to work longer, so that they delay the age, they, they extend the age, they make payments in, and they delay the age, they take payments out. Yeah,
0: well, the uh, the and all has, of these things has, are, has are
1: radioactive.
0: The, the, the government has offered that, though. You know that you uh, or, or is talking about it that you'd get if you hang on in there and you work on, that you'd get a higher pension when you do finally retire. Uh, obviously, you know, given averages and so on, you would live. Less long on that augmented pension. So, um, do the math and check with your doctor. Well,
2: yeah, and, and, and there's the, just the, a, the thing just, is. Okay,
0: sorry, Michael, you go ahead there.
2: Well, I was just going to say there is. Uh, I mean, Cormac is right in terms of uh, incentives to work longer because we've we've heard this thing about you know we're going to have to work longer uh, uh, in the future. Uh, one thing that uh, a positive proposal from the pension uh, commissions is is to get rid of mandatory retirement contracts. There's a lot of people who would like to work longer today now but they are required by their contract to retire at the age of 65 or, in many cases, at the age of 66. What should be brought in is something that actually happens in the public sector and which many countries are introducing in Europe, and that is a right to remain in your job until the age of 68 or 69 or 70. In the public sector, it's 70. That would go a long ways uh, towards uh, reducing the net, pension costs to to the economy, because people would be still working, still paying uh, tax, still paying PSI. So uh, if we wanna talk about allowing people to work longer, let's get rid of the legal bar that prevents them from working longer. That would be a really uh, that would be a positive okay, step, th- th- that and it is, would not be coercive.
0: Yeah, that, that's not coercive. That's the point, that you could do it if you wanted to, but yeah. if you wanted to get the pension at 66, so be it. Uh, you can have it. Uh, but a lot of people might figure, I'm enjoying the work. Uh, I enjoy having more money than I would have on the state pension, so I'll carry on. But it would have to be voluntary, not coercive. Um, your comment on that finally, Cormac?
1: I agree totally with Michael on that. And it, it, it kind of sums up the, the lack of coherent government policy in this area that such an obvious reform r- remains undone, even though it would face virtually no opposition.
0: All right. Look, thank you both uh, very much. Michael Taft, research officer with SIPTU, and Cormac Lucy, chartered accountant and economics commentator with The Sunday Times.
1: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.